This is exactly right. Welcome. To my favorite murder. The mini soap. It's mini and cute. It's one of those little uh, Japanese things. Yes. It's adorable. It's like a little bento box, but it the, the tip of your finger. <laughs> okay, you go first. What is anyone talking about? <laughs> okay, this is great because it's, uh, it's an update from last week. Okay, cool. Uh, subject line is, the greeting card masturbator might also be terrorizing librarians. Oh, no. Hi, all. They don't deal with enough shit. Yeah, really. Come on. Stop peeing in the plant. (laughs) I just listened to the mini-sode that featured the greeting card masturbator. (laughs) Hate him. Oh, someone on Twitter. Can I just take one? Yes. So sorry. Mm -hmm. Can Steven, you know how you do that thing? Uh, The search? Yes. Okay. I'll start it over. Okay. The subject line of this is, the greeting card masturbator might also be terrorizing librarians. Librarians. They deal with enough shit already. Uh, Please leave librarians alone, (laughs) unless you have a specific question about the Dewey Decimal System. (laughs) Okay. Steven. (laughs) Oh my God. Steven hands me his phone. His phone locks and it's, uh, what was that? um, Animorphs. It's... (laughs) It's dinosaurs and children. Okay. Someone named, I I guess I'll just say her full name, Sarah Clark, tweeted at us saying, just listen to the latest My Favorite Murder Minnesota. I'm also from Youngstown and 100, 100, 100. The greeting card masturbator definitely took place in a Hallmark store. Oh, which knew was it. our theory yep. from last time, but uh, Sarah confirmed it for us. So thank you, Sarah. Great job. So going from there, okay. uh, this writer writes, I just listened to the minisode that featured the greeting card masturbator. And instead of being horrified, I was like, wait, this sounds familiar. Oh, no. Oh, no. I'm a public librarian, and at my previous job, a man called our reference desk and said that he wanted to get a book for his wife, who loves Fifty Shades of Grey, and asked if I could give him a list of similar titles. Sure, I said in my nicest, most helpful librarian voice, even though I think Fifty Shades of Grey is total garbage. Yeah. <laughs> it is. I did my librarian thing and found a few similar books and read him the titles. He thanked me and then asked if I could read the summaries to him so he could decide if his wife would like them. Oh. As I was reading the synopsis of the first book, his breathing got heavier no. and heavier. I hesitated, asked if he was okay, and he said, yes, keep going. No. In a very strained voice. Oh, God. And then separate line from that paragraph. Uh-huh. The man was masturbating. <laughs> I basically yelled, nope, sorry, I have to go into the phone and hung up immediately. I'm part of... Oh, I thought she was a friend of him the whole time. No, no, on the phone. Okay. (laughs) Which is even creepier. so creepy. Um... So I'm part of a librarian group on Facebook and someone posted a similar story a few years ago. Apparently, this guy calls libraries all over the country. Come on. And does this to librarians. Public service announcement. Librarians are super helpful and have seen some shit, but please don't involve us in your kinks without our permission. (laughs) Stay sexy and be wary of any adult who wants you to read to them. Dana. (laughs) Such good advice, Dana. So smart. Oh, God. That's horrible. Why? Why? Stop it. Go to therapy. Yeah. And jerk off there. This one (laughs) starts, hello to Mimi and Elvis only. (laughs) 
Mm. It's my favorite. But I love it. Please don't leave Dottie out. <laughs> uh, not a murder, but this is the time my mom thought I was being kidnapped. Let's get into it. It's early summer 2004, late afternoon. I'm three years old. Okay. Wow. I know. You're old enough to drink now, probably. <laughs> my sister is in kindergarten and my mom has to pick her up at the bus stop down the street. We lived in a secluded suburb in Canada. Everyone knew everyone. It was small, but the houses were big, as were the properties. Mm. The bus stop was only about five doors down and I was upstairs napping, but naked because our house was old and didn't have any form of air conditioning. <laughs> Understand that. Do it. Go for it. Wait, what time... What what better time to nap naked than when you're three? That's right. My mom figured it wouldn't be a big deal if she went to pick my sister up and leave me at home alone since she would be gone for less than 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> three-year-old. Uh-huh. Naked three-year-old. <laughs> of course, if I hadn't woken up, it, we wouldn't have a story. Right. I got up, looked around the house for my mom, and when I couldn't find her, I started walking down the street. Still naked. Yes. Didn't make it very far before a car pulled over and a man got out and wrapped this huge bomber jacket around me. This is when my mom spotted me from down the street along with the group of parents who were also picking up their kids. Three of them started sprinting down the street as my mother screamed at the top of her lungs, Back the fuck off my daughter! (laughs) And, Nara, don't you fucking dare get into his car! Probably looked like he had broken into the house and taken her out, right? Oh, that's right. Yeah. Like, meanwhile, he's just a concerned citizen driving down and he's like, oh, sorry. Not only that, did I mention I was, uh, did I mention he was leading me to his car? No. Well, it turns out he was an RCMP. P officer, which is Canadian police, mm-hmm. and was more than mildly concerned when he was on his way to visit his mother when he saw a tiny butt waddling down the street. <laughs> Poor guy. And now he's getting screamed yeah, at. Now he's the bad guy. Now he's a pervert. Yep. My mom was still super suspicious and obviously wasn't going to just take his word for this and demanded proof. Then his mom came walking down the street after hearing my mom screaming. <laughs> Everything was fine in the end, but did this teach my mother to toddler-proof our doors so I wouldn't escape again? Of course not. No, no way. I'm sure you guys hear it all the time. But thank you so much for filling my cold, lonely apartment with laughter and stories of murder. And the look my therapist gave me when I told her I listened to a comedy murder podcast before bed. Yeah. Stay sexy and don't leave your naked toddler home alone, Nara. I mean, wait, how long ago was that? 2003. That was so long ago. <laughs> There's Jesus. no excuse for this one. Come on. Oh, that's so funny. So I won't read the subject line. Okay, okay so... I left my north. There's no greeting. God bless it. <laughs> I left my Northern California town of 1,000 or less to get the hell out of there and live in the city at 18. I worked as a hostess with three other Chelsea's, all born in 1986, <laughs> <laughs> at a restaurant on the ground level of a high rise in downtown LA. Yeah, good for you, girl. Yeah, you did it. One night, one of the Chelsea's didn't show up for her shift. Oh, one of the Chelsea's. One of the Chelsea's. The story goes. This is unbelievable. Chelsea had a fashion internship in addition to hostessing and classes at FIDM. And then in parentheses, the hustle is real. Yeah. So real. And her boss required her to pet sit his golden retriever while he was away for the week, which is completely exploiting uh, people. You can't do that. Don't do it. I mean, but she probably liked staying there because it was nicer than her apartment that she was sharing with six other Chelsea's. Yeah. (laughs) There were so many Chelsea's in that apartment, (laughs) all in bunk beds. Uh Uh-huh. When she arrived to his house on the very first day, she found the retriever dead in the (gasps) living room. She called the boss man, who really didn't seem surprised that his old dog had died, and instructed her to get the dog's body down to their vet for cremation. No. Just handle it. 
<sighs> Fearing for her coveted internship and carless in Los Angeles, Chelsea hefted the large dead dog into a rolling suitcase and wheeled him to the bus stop. Oh, my God. Because she's just trying to get this job done yeah. so that she keeps her internship. Sure. In, unfair in every yeah. way. Um, when the bus arrived, she couldn't get the weight of the suitcase up the steps. And a man that was boarding offered to help her. He remarked on how heavy the suitcase was and asked her what she had in there. She came up with some bullshit on the spot. Oh, you know, I don't have a car and I'm moving. A few stops later, the man stood up and punched her in the stomach, knocking the air out of her and snagged the suitcase and quickly disappeared up the alley. What the f fuck? Yep. That asshole stole a dead dog. Oh, my God. As far as I know, she never told her boss. <laughs> And to this day, I wish I could have seen the look on that dude's face. Stay sexy and be careful of overly friendly guys on buses in Culver City. No name. That is the craziest story I've ever fucking heard. It's fucking insane and horrible. Horrible. It's like she, she is put in this position uh -huh. and she's trying to solve a problem with no tools. She's doing the very best she can. Yeah. And so far, so good. I'm I like mean, actually impressed how actually, far she got. She, is sol she was solving it. It Some was on the way to being solved. Just her in the a dude stomach. robbed her. Robbed what her. What a dick. And then he got his. This this is a parallel to sto a story I know I've told minimum five times uh -huh. about how me and Andy Withington used to wrap up cow shit in gift boxes and <laughs> leave them in the middle of the road That's... and also put it in purses. No, you haven't told that fucking story. I haven't? I don't think so. That's so, disgusting. We lived way out in the country, had nothing to do, and a car would go by like once every two hours. So we got this idea one day we took our mom's. It started with old purses and then we started gift wrapping, making it look like birthday presents. <laughs> Because cars would drive. So we fill up a, an old purse of our mom's they didn't want anymore yeah. with cow shit and put it in the middle of the road. I'm picturing you as a teenager. Tell me that's not right. No, no. I'm like 10. Oh, great. Okay. That's better. Um, I'm 10. I think Andy's 12. We're just trying to kill time. Sure. We're sick. We've seen this Scooby-Doo that's on 50 times already. <laughs> the one where Jerry Reed comes. It's um, like there's no, there's nothing for us so indoors. So people stop and take the box? Yes. And we would climb up a tree and oh, then watch. my God. Because they would drive for a while with the purse or the gift yeah. and then open it as they were driving. Oh. And sometimes people like swerved. People sometimes slammed on their brakes and drove back Holy and be like, get the fuck shit. out of here. What are you doing? Because they knew they got yeah. pranked. It was, it was really. Karen. It really made the time go by. Well, baby, Karen playing with fire. <laughs> we didn't give a shit. Well, you gave a lot of shits away. <laughs> oh my we, God. We gave them away <laughs> as gifts. Okay, this one's, this one's sad, but we do ask for hometowns, like regular hometowns It's all the what time. the show is supposed to be. Right, so this is one of them. Okay, let's, let's go. We, we'll go back to this, one of those. This is what we get. Classic. It just starts, hi. My mom was always hinted about a traumatic murder that, ha that had connections to her and my hometown. But tonight, we both decided to try Long Island iced teas for the first time. <laughs> and then it says, delicious. It's so good. So delicious. <laughs> and holy wow, it's worse than she'd ever let on. Mm. My mom was a mail carrier in the 1990s and had a little four-year-old girl on her, her route named Jessica Phelps. There's not a ton of information available in the case. So this is mainly from what my mom told me when I finally got her intoxicated enough to talk about it, which is like two sips of Long Island. Yeah, really, it doesn't take much. No. Jessica would spend a lot of time playing unsupervised in her front yard in a not so great neighborhood. I was two at the time and also named Jessica, so my mom took her pretty took to her pretty quickly. My mom would visit the local thrift store and buy clothes, toys, and books for Jessica, and would spend her 30-minute lunch break each day with her. 
Jessica would wait for her with a set of lawn chairs in the yard and a book in hand for them to read together each oh, day. That's heartbreaking. I know. This went on for a while, and my mom remembers wishing she could adopt this little girl and give her a better home. Eventually, my mom was transferred from this route, and a few weeks later, July of 1997, heard that little Jessica had gone missing from her front yard while playing unsupervised. <sighs> there were no credible leads, and my mom was absolutely crushed, wondering what had happened. My mom was also an avid runner and remembers taking a route each day from her child home about 15 miles away from where Jessica lived. Almost a year later, in March of 1998, a child's body was found in a ditch on my mom's running route just a few miles away from her home. My mom remembers the news breaking in her tiny town and kept telling herself that the unidentified body of a, f- a four-year-old couldn't have been the little girl that she'd grown so close to. Um, but the body was identified two days later as Jessica Phelps. Ugh. The case is still unsolved and without DNA evidence will likely remain that way unless someone comes forward with more information. I've been pestering my mom about this case since I was a little baby murderino, but only ever got, quote, a body was found near our town once until tonight. I looked up some photos of Jessica to show my mom and she started crying as she finished the story. Stay sexy and always be prepared to be uncannily close with to your hometown murder story, Jessica. I mean, that's so true. It's it's like not even six degrees of separation a lot of the time for people. And something like that is like that. It's so preventable and so shitty. And, you know, I feel like everyone has those fucking stories. Yeah. And there's also new new techniques to get DNA. There's like touch DNA now. There's other ways to find like mitochondrial DNA and all these like really other you know, interesting scientific things happening. Yes. So maybe they will. Hopefully they yeah. will. Yeah. And also hopefully they'll figure out a way. I, I think the, you know, the social services in most states are so overwhelmed and yeah. kids need better protection yeah. and, and kids that d- come from bad homes, there need to be more uh, like resources for them. Yeah. I don't they know what I'm talking about, but yeah. I mean, my sister, I've just heard things from my sister, be, she being a grammar school teacher and it's just really rough. It's just like, yeah. it's so unfair. It's, there should be, we should be spending money yeah. to help people like this that have kids and then can't support them. Totally. And, and it's the, There's something about the sound of an old-timey cash register that really takes me back. I know. It sounds like someone is about to hand me an ice cream cone, but it also sounds like we just sold some merch. That's right. And if you're a Shopify user like us, you know that this sound means you just made a sale. Shopify has helped millions of businesses sell their products online, but did you know they also offer the same support for brick and mortar stores? From accepting payments to managing inventory, they have everything you need to sell in person. So give your point of sale system a serious upgrade with Shopify. Shopify POS tracks sales across all your locations. That way you'll always know what you have in stock and where. They also provide reliable tech that fits your unique retail needs, like turning a tablet into a credit card reader. And if you're looking to reach new customers, check out Shopify's marketing tools. They're easy to use and they integrate with all social media platforms. With Shopify, we have a powerful partner for managing our sales. And if you're a business owner, you can too. Do retail right with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period today at shopify.com slash murder. And here's the important note, that promo code is all lowercase. So go to shopify.com slash murder and take your retail business to the next level. That's shopify.com slash murder. Again, don't forget the code is all lowercase. Goodbye. Goodbye.
If you're like me, you're always looking for a story to dive into. Whether it's a family drama or a mystery to solve, the key to getting hooked is the details. I need rich visuals and intricate storylines, and June's Journey has that and more. June's Journey is a mobile mystery game that follows June Parker, a daring young woman, on a quest to uncover the truth about her sister's murder. This is your chance to test your detective skills because you'll play the game as June herself. Explore beautifully designed scenes from the 1920s, like lavish estates and gardens, and don't forget to keep an eye out for hidden clues. There are twists, turns, and catchy tunes, all leading you deeper into the thrilling storyline. And if you play well enough, you could make it to the detective club. There, you'll chat with other players and compete with or against them. June needs your help, but watch out, you never know which character might be a villain. Shocking family secrets will be revealed, but will you crack the case? Find out as you escape this world and dive into June's world of mystery, murder, and romance. It's all just one tap away. Discover your inner detective when you download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. That's June's Journey. Download the game for free on iOS and Android. Goodbye. Georgia, have you ever been blown away by the most simple dish at a restaurant? Like, perfectly scrambled eggs. Oh my God. Yes, Karen. And then all I want to do is make that dish at home and eat it every day. Well, you probably could as long as you have the chef's secret ingredient made in cookware. Made in was created to bring restaurant quality performance kitchenware to home chefs around the world. For years, they've built their business by supplying restaurants and top chefs with high-end cookware. Some of Tom Colicchio's most treasured dishes at his restaurant craft are made in Maiden. Whether you're cooking for professional critics or just the critics you live with, your meals will benefit from the quality of made-in products. Like their carbon steel cookware, it combines the best of both cast iron and stainless steel clad, so it's rugged enough for grills or an open flame. It's the MVP of summer cookouts and cook-ins. What I really love about made-in cookware is that it actually makes something like having a Memorial Day barbecue much more convenient because you can keep everything on the grill if you need to throw, say, a pan of garlic up on the top while you're grilling your steaks on the bottom. It's strong enough, durable enough to do that. If you want to take your cooking to the next level, remember what so many great dishes have in common. They're all made-in, made-in. Save up to 25% this Memorial Day from May 18th through May 27th when you visit madeincookware.com. That's M-A-D-E-I-N cookware.com. Goodbye. It's not a murder, but a spooky ghost story is the subject line. Perfect. Hello, Karen, Georgia, Stephen, and furry beings. (laughs) So my father passed away on December 31st, 1998. And my mother's birthday is in March. So the year before he had forgotten her birthday and after he passed away, she made a joke to herself about how she bets he was going to forget her birthday again. Now, let's rewind back to 1995 when my mom and dad first got married. Dad lost his wedding ring, swearing black and blue that it was when he was hanging up the washing. So mom spent hours after work with a torch, also known as a flashlight in America, (laughs) searching under the washing line for this damn ring. She never found it, so they replaced it. Uh, Back to 1999, about a month before my mom's birthday, after dad had passed, she had this unwavering urge to weed the garden. Now, my mother just barely mowed the grass. She hates gardening, and I've never as a teenager or an adult seen her weed the garden. Mm -hmm. So she goes out to do it, and the first weed she pulled up had my father's original wedding ring entangled in the roots. I have more creepy ghost dad stories. Hit a girl up if you want to hear them. (laughs) We want to hear them. (laughs) You hit us up. (laughs) What are we supposed to fucking call you at home? (laughs) Hey, it's Karen and Georgia. Hey, did you like that? 
uh, stay sexy, don't get murdered, Melissa. Aww. I love that story. It's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. Those weird like urges to do something and then it turns out it's, it's for a reason. For a ghost reason. Well, and also just that idea that it somehow sunk under and then yeah. was there. I mean, isn't there one that like it was a- around a carrot? Some like it had gone underground and it grown around a carrot. Stephen, will you look that up? I bet I bet you can find. Are it. you thinking of the carrots that c- pull up out of the ground and they're like hugging each other? No, that's. Have cool. you ever seen those? <laughs> There's a shit ton of those. Okay, but I think I did see the ring one. Okay, well then forget it. Okay, um, this one I love. <laughs> forget that I'm agreeing with you. <laughs> uh, did you find it? Found it. Let's <laughs> see. Even, oh, uh, woman finds long lost diamond ring on carrot in garden. Look at the photo. Yes, yeah, it's a. It's like t- yes. it's thrown into the carrot. Yes, the carrot looks like it gained weight around the ring. Yeah, yeah, like a lap band. It's so good. <laughs> okay, this one starts. Hey, homies. It's 4 a.m. and my infant won't sleep, so I guess it's a good time to write this. I don't know why it never occurred to me to write this before. It's so bizarre. Anyways, it's 2010 and I'm sitting on the couch with my mom watching the TV show. I almost got away with it. Oh. You know that one, right? Yeah, yeah. I love that one. And we're watching this guy who was a career criminal. He was in jail for murder. He'd escaped prison twice. He fled to Mexico and Canada on separate occasions. Just all around an asshole, honestly. (laughs) (laughs) My mom's talking out loud and she says something along the lines of, I wonder what happened in this guy's life to make him so mean. Bless it. She no shit sat down and wrote him a letter asking exactly that. What made you so mean? Oh, no. And thus began the now nine year long relationship between my mother and her now fiance. <gasps> oh. It's, the title is My Mom Met Her Fiance on, on I Almost Got Away With It. Oh my God. <laughs> He's still in jail. He's a born again Christian who has, quote, turned his life around. He claims self defense. Anyways, they live on opposite sides of America, so she flies to see him when she has the money. Other than that, they, e- they email and FaceTime regularly. He's very talented with crafting. I've gotten a lot of beautiful pieces from him because I'm the only one of my mom's four kids who's ever acknowledged his, his existence. <laughs> it must be tough. Not that I blame my siblings. I'm just a murderino through and through. My husband and I actually took a road trip and met him in person. I know you're wondering, so I'll just say it. He's nice in person, huge fucking dude, like 6'6", and he's got to be 250 pounds or something. Giant barrel chest. I can see why he was picked as a fighter in his youth. Mm -hmm. That's how he says he got started in a bad life. He was used as a fighter. He's also incredibly good at Scrabble. (laughs) (laughs) For privacy's sake, I'd prefer it if he didn't say his name. I'm sure a determined listener could find him, but I'd rather not. He also makes YouTube videos for school kids about not doing drugs and staying out of jail. Oh. He sounds great. That's very good. Love your trachea-grabbing marine wife jenny <laughs> oh you know how they grab they teach oh, you to grab the trachea yes. um he sounds lovely also i love because we spend a lot of time on this podcast talking about psychopaths or sociopaths depending mm-hmm. on what branch of psychology you're from mm-hmm. or pretending to be from mm-hmm. um but there are people that it is nurture yeah. and that they had a shitty life yeah. and actually they did end up there. Like it is there. That's very touching. Kind yeah, of that he's is. like someone's actually asking me why I'm here yeah. and I actually get to tell my side of the story. And what a nice lady that she's like, I wonder what happened to him and then goes to find out. Yeah. Gives, gives them a, a chance. And then there's some who that that nothing happened to them and they're just monsters. Yeah. And you absolutely should not write letters to them in jail, no. prison, wherever. No. Or anywhere. Uh, uh, thanks for listening. Send us your emails, whatever they may be. Yes. My favorite murder at, at this Gmail. point. We're taking everything. <laughs> we just want to hear a good story. Oh, that's right. <laughs> and stay sexy. And don't get murdered. Goodbye. Goodbye. Elvis, do you want a cookie?